to the podcast. Today we have a guest on. Mary. Hi. <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name? I was gonna say, but I was like, I like Tom Bros. Tom Bros. Okay. Um so we have a lot to get into today and we're really happy that you came on. But I think I told you we do weekly updates sometimes, right? Just like thoughts and like shit that's happened throughout the week that we wanna just talk about. Do you have any? Not really, but I know this is kind of old news, but I kinda of wanna talk about the Will Smith thing. I've been like holding it in. Okay. Yeah. Quick time. I've like because we haven't <laughs> we haven't talked about it on the podcast because we haven't done weekly updates, but I've been holding it in. What do you guys think about like really brief because I know it's kind of old news now, but like what do you think about like what happened? Did you see what happened? Yeah, I was confused. Okay. Like I think I missed a few steps. Yeah, I was saying this is what I think. I think that like his wife is very um Okay, sorry to cut you off okay. before you start talking. <laughs> Siblings, I love it. But now the wife's coming out saying that she didn't like what he did because she doesn't need a man to like stand up for her okay I feel, listen like i just feel bad for him i feel bad for chris rock imagine getting slapped in the face on stage in front of everybody on camera yeah he's like i didn't need to be here and i just got fucking slapped in the I face feel bad so. for him but yeah. yeah anyways i just thought that was um okay so my weekly update is something i want to bring up and like you guys probably have an opinion on it <laughs> i don't like talking about the pandemic too much oh my god it's like a topic of conversation <laughs> however I wanted to know that the other day for the first time I went to a coffee shop to work and like before this whole fucking pandemic shit, I used to do that all the time with school, whatever. And I was fine. Like I was like normal. Right. So I went to a coffee shop the other day and I was working and I found myself flinching every time someone walked by. So every time someone walked by, I was like, and I was scared. I don't know. And I just want to hear your thoughts. Like, do you guys feel this like weird, like new type of anxiety around people because of all these things no. that have been happening the last few years or I no is it. it just me i want people near me me too like i want like, people I to like, be like oh i'm sorry i hit you yeah, i'm like please yeah. touch me again it's been so long yeah. no but that's the thing like i don't like i i, I don't like <laughs> discussing my opinions on it because people just whatever but i don't i don't care about covid and all that shit anymore it's just like this weird thing that i'm just like scared of being social like i'm scared someone like i don't know is gonna talk to me or bump into me and like i don't know what to say i definitely have been less social I've been less social. Like, I don't like to go places as much as I did before. That. But I don't feel weird, like... Okay, so it's just me. Yeah, okay. it's just you. Cool. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? No, no, no. Like, honestly, like, I'm going to get shit on by everybody, and I know this. I didn't stop living my life during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I still celebrated all my friends' graduations, birthdays. I was, like, so the drive-by, everything. I didn't care because I was like, yeah. you know what? I'd rather die saying happy mother's day to my grandmother yeah then die not no i yeah not i completely anybody. agree with you which is why i'm just kind of like trying to dig deep and be like why am i like scared of like <laughs> like you know what i mean but i i completely agree with you but anyways i don't want to talk about we won't talk about covid but that was just a thought i had this week do you have any weekly updates uh my laundry oh yeah <laughs> tell okay again. tell We're a story about your laundry about so my carter's underground renovations and they did my laundry and they didn't obviously put the valves back together <laughs> so here i am trying to wash my clothes and do i not flood my whole condo new floors by the way new floors <laughs> okay those are nice floors yeah <laughs> flooded my floors obviously i cleaned it up now but yeah the guy came and refixed the valves but that's my weekly update i'm still trying to move in slowly how did you clean your floors after oh my gosh with every towel that i could find in the box oh oh my goodness i tried every single like dpt skill i was like it's okay just breathe (laughs) five seconds be mindful look at the lights look at the walls oh my god like 
clean mm-hmm. freak, like really, really bad. She would have had like an actual hernia. She oh my god! I- <laughs> yeah, she would have flipped. <laughs> She's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, no, I get it. Trust me. I was like, I feel like every European woman right now freaking out. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. gonna say that. You're running my mom. My mom would have freaked out. Um. Okay. Anyways, so let's get into you. This is all about you. Ooh, so, um, just to preface, I guess people who are listening so like weird i guess we were just talking about this too like before we started recording but we like don't really know know each other in person this is the first time we've ever met in person and we came across each other on instagram like the online community and whatever and i'm so glad we did because like i'm not just saying this because you're here like honestly your stories on instagram they're like so real and they really like speak to i don't want to speak not only us but even the conversations we have like we feel so like happy not happy but yeah happy after you know what i mean or like because you're gonna cry like, no, <laughs> no, you're just like, you're just an energizer like you know also, so like built like a support system between like our accounts and like between us not even like knowing each other and me and sam always say like that's why we love doing this podcast because we have people on that like we build friendships we always mention reading case all the time but we had people from like london like london come they came here they were able to Toronto, visit us you know london. and i'm like this is what we like and yeah. same thing with you like we we're able to kind of build this relationship so um mary has like an incredible story and we wanted to have her on here to kind of advocate for her story and maybe like help other people listening to this mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean can you give us a, a little brief synop- synopsis of who you are like what you're all about okay my name is mary i'm from toronto i'm a mental health advocate honestly i started this not knowing that i would touch not just people that have a mental illness but really everybody i didn't think i would be this hope for people Mm -hmm. to realize that it might take five six seven nine ten years you might be in rehab three four times but that doesn't matter eventually you'll get to the finish line Mm -hmm. i mean you girls know my story. It took me a long time to get to the road of recovery. So it's nice to see that people are like, oh, okay, maybe it's not the Disney fairy tale Hollywood that they show us. Okay, there is some shitty things. And mm-hmm. it's okay. Just because you fall off the wagon once or twice doesn't mean okay. you won't get to the finish line. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Okay, so can we start with your story from the beginning? So the very beginning of you kind of realizing that there was something there and then to now your road to recovery and like your diagnosis and through all of that if you don't mind (laughs) oh no not at all okay so sorry so okay so sidetrack i also live with a hallucination that's what we wanted to start off with yes Yes, start with that (laughs) so i have a hallucination it's currently here with me right now it's sitting on the floor like minding its own business sort of (laughs) it makes comments in between which is why sometimes you'll see me like space out but it's just because i'm just like listening okay but i'm totally there all the time (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so we actually didn't meet at first so i first started off with depression at 14 i trigger warning uh attempted uh suicide obviously failed obviously thank god i'm so glad um but yeah i unfortunately ended up in the psych ward at 14 because i tried to obviously end my life and then it just kind of became this tricky battle from 14 to 23 in and out of the hospital rehab a few incidents with the police with mental health and all that fun jazz so it's been a it's been a very weird recovery and weird road i was first diagnosed with depression mm-hmm. and then it moved to a borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. which the original borderline term means on the border of neurosis and psychosis can you can you explain what neurosis and psychosis yeah. are exactly? so neurosis is anxiety and depression psychosis more like um 
schizophrenia, um, uh, bipolar, schizoaffective. So it's more one is more anxiety and depression. The other one is more of a psychosis. Got it. And if you know me really well, you can tell she's definitely on the border. Just because I like I will experience the manias of highs and lows as opposed to someone with borderline. They'll have lows for a long period and highs for a long period. Okay, I'll have lows and highs within the same day. Okay. Okay. I'll have a suicidal thought at 10 a.m. And then at 10, 15, I think I'm Queen Elizabeth. Mm. Okay. So it's a very constant, intense emotions. And it's it's very difficult because sometimes I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, oh, my God, wait, am I anxious? Am I depressed? Mm-hmm. Am I manic? Oh, my God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So it was a very tricky. Um. So I want to go back to when you said you were 14 and you were diagnosed with yes. depression, right? What were the like? To me, that's like young. Yes, right. Yeah, like, very young. absolutely. What were the initial indicators, and how did you come to realize, like, I need to to go and see someone, or maybe your family brought you? So, uh, uh so my mom left me when I was a child. Okay. So that obviously caused a lot of uh, childhood trauma for me. So my uh, pediatrician asked me to see a, a psychotherapist. So okay. I saw a psychotherapist for a few years. Obviously, that wasn't doing anything, but. Usually most people with depression, they can mask a lot of it. So I was good at masking and pretending. I did um, trigger one. And again, I did self-burn a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And then the indicator for me to get help was actually I had attempted suicide. So that was the indicator. Okay. And then I played off like, oh, no, no, it wasn't. They're like, mm, who are you playing? This is our job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so off to the psych ward, you go. And I was like, ah, I've seen That's- these movies. I don't want to go. Honestly, the psych ward the most friendliest people mm. in the i was inter- just gonna ask that like so sorry oh, they make so like how you said in the movies like they portray it as this like hell or like yeah everyone banging on the wall like just stuff that no. makes you have like a negative connotation when people say like a psych ward no we used to order pizza no no yeah. no, no 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 the first thing i did was look under my bed for literally chain like things yeah. there was nothing there the children's ward or sorry i sorry the it's called the adolescent word is a little bit different than the adult word. The adolescent world is two beds to a room and it's those like white flat like Ikea beds. Okay. Okay. And then we each have a desk to do our schoolwork and then we have the hospital like curtain to like Pri- privacy closing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever did that because we all liked each other. We all had it open. Yeah. So in the adult so so in the adolescent world, it was like a dorm room. Okay. It was a dorm room. We all had to go to school every day. And they said, we don't care that you're sad and depressed. Up, mm. shower, brush your teeth, walk around school. It was, I mean, I called it jail, but it wasn't jail because it was just the basics of what you're supposed to right. kind of yeah. do, which is get up, shower, make your bed, brush your teeth, yeah. do all that fun jazz. So it wasn't scary at all. And then the adult ward was just four beds to a room. It was just like a typical hospital room. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Got it. Um, Okay, so after you went to the adolescence ward because of the di- uh, the depression diagnosis, um, can you tell us like how the hallucination? Di- I don't know if you would call it a diagnosis or if it's like how does that work? Yeah, so I have an atypical case. Okay. So my hallucination is considered a so it's a isolated psychotic symptom. Okay. So I'm not schizophrenic. I'm not schizoaffective, but I do have a psychotic symptom. Okay. So, and that's my hallucination. It actually appeared nine years ago. 
Okay. It first started off as a voice. Then it became a full figure. Uh, God bless my roommate, Megan. I feel so bad for her. We were driving to <laughs> university lecture. I saw my hallucination crossing the street. Immediately stopped. The poor girl smacked her head on the dashboard. Which is the first time? The, the first, first time, time you that, saw like, your- I had ever actually seen. Wow. I had heard... But the first time I heard, I was in the shower. I ran outside. I was like, okay, nobody's home. My roommates are all at university. What the hell is going on? I didn't think anything of it. I kept hearing it. I was like, you know what? Like, I probably shouldn't be doing tequila on Tuesdays. Like, <laughs> it's probably so. Like, I probably should never say anything. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Then, like, literally two weeks later, I actually see my hallucination. I, sm- I stopped the car because I honestly thought that I was going to hurt, like, yeah, hit somebody. Yeah. Obviously, the person, yeah. Yeah, so obviously the person wasn't there. And it's so crazy to say because she literally smacks her head. She's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm fine. She's like, are you sure? You look like you just saw a ghost. I was like, no, I'm good. Like, let's, like... Like, let's go to organic chemistry. She's like, okay, like, you want me to drive? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And then in the class, I turn around. I was like, okay. I didn't say anything for a few months. I was like, you know what? I'm just losing my marbles. Like, maybe it's early onset dementia. I don't know. I don't want to say anything. Right. Then I go back home to see my psychiatrist. I, like, burst out the whole thing. Then, obviously, they put me on medication I lied to the medication not working because I found a medication that did work, which were street drugs. Okay. So I was using the medication that my parents gave me, that my dad gave me for the meds to buy street mm. drugs. Okay. So for years I was lying saying, yeah, the meds are working. Mary's great. Mary's this, Mary's that. Got it. So I had lied because I didn't want to go back. I just like, I was living my life. Mm. Can so I, they thought, yes. Can I ask if you feel like comfortable of discussing course. this, but- so was it kind of like an addiction to the street drug so that you can i don't know if it's suppressed but suppress the hallucination absolutely i was totally a, so like i was a drug addict okay i went to rehab because i used it as self like i self-medicated myself yeah. because i found something that worked right so i was like hey if this is working why am i gonna stop but yeah. it wouldn't be effective long term, essentially. And, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't even like think that far. Right, right, right. And then one day I didn't grab because I didn't go home. Like, like I didn't go back home, so I didn't grab. Couldn't get my quick fix. I came, I came home. I don't know what happened. I had immediately convinced myself that my hallucination was real and everything was real. So my roommates called my dad, freaking out, saying, um, "Mr. Tompros, I think." or something going on again mm-hmm. so then i went back to the hospital and i was there for three months four months wow. so i had made that hospital into my own room i put up posters <laughs> i brought my own duvet <laughs> because i knew i wasn't leaving right yeah. and i was like there's no way they're letting my nut job ass out of here i was like i'm not leaving so i was there for three or four months wow. and then after that i had to go to rehab because i had to get clean so it was a very so you were fighting multiple battles at once yes yes and because i was and and to be fair a lot of the battles i was fighting was a lot of stigma attached from the beginning Mm -hmm. because at 14 years old we're 2006 2007 a european family mental illness is i was i was gonna ask you that later if you felt comfortable talking about that but it's kind of like uh, we obviously don't deal with the same things, but uh, there's a lot of people in general probably listening that go through their own mental health issues. Maybe they're not diagnosed with an illness uh, that far, but and 
a lot of us who come from European families, it could be hard to talk about because it's like you're fine, drink water or like Even whatever. Just talking about your emotions, it's it's like they suppress. It's suppressed. You know? Yes, yes. Even yes. just talking about how you feel or if you're sad, it's like no, you're not sad. It's not about crying's it. weak. Yes, yeah. Showing yeah. showing vulnerabilities weak. No, being vulnerable is 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 strong. Right. It's actually human. Kind of strength. Human. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was gonna say, what was I gonna say? Um, right. So so when you kind of got those diagnoses and you had to like say it to your dad or, or whoever your entire family how did they take it were they like we're gonna get her help like we need to get her help or were they kind of like trying to assess the situation themselves for my hallucination it was we got to get her help okay. right away for my beginning of the mental illness everyone thought it was a phase mm. it was just a phase she's a troubled kid she'll get out of this mm -hmm. it's not a phase let's be more sensitive yeah yeah so you had the um the mental illness diagnosis you had the addiction recovery that you're going through and i'm assuming correct me if i'm wrong you also like what started all that could have been trauma from your childhood absolutely. correct yes absolutely okay because that's what i was gonna ask it's like how can we just like as people come to address that trauma and like does it need to go that far to where you're you know you're like attempting suicide or like doing all that like how have you now begun to address that i know like you're probably going to therapy and all that but i guess just some advice for general people listening <laughs> my best advice is and i say this all the time is nobody has the power over you but you and if anybody makes you question your self-worth they really shouldn't be in your life to be quite fair because i have one rule and it works with friends boyfriends family the moment i question my self-worth even the one time the relationships cut mm -hmm. because i cannot afford to get sick again mm -hmm. so i always tell people all the time if i've ever made you feel worthless please cut me because mm -hmm. that's the last thing i ever want to do to anybody and i would obviously want the same reciprocated yes back. Yeah. right no that makes sense so that's sort of no. my advice is don't if anyone questions, sorry, if they ever make you question your self-worth, that purpose, sorry, that person doesn't serve purpose in your yeah. life anymore. And that's okay, too. That's okay and that's too. the thing. A lot of people don't come to terms with the fact that, like, sometimes people for your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, whatever it is, they're better to be removed. And it's hard to come to terms with that. And, like, I have people like that in my life, too. Family. I've had, we talked about that. We've, Even just, like, friends, family. Like, if it's time to cut them off and they no longer serve you, even if they are blood. And I've, like, struggled with that for a long time. Like, that's your blood. Like, how can you, like... It doesn't matter. I, I, in my opinion, it doesn't matter if they're making you feel like you said worthless or your self-esteem is so low that you can't... Or you feel like you're giving more than, like, you're getting. Exactly. You know, that's a huge one for me. I feel like I'm very empathetic and i give 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 but i don't really get a lot and that weighs on my self-esteem so i like what you said about that like so forth if i'm not getting what i'm giving then what's yeah. the point right yeah nobody should ever question their self-worth it's the most shittiest feeling to sit there and think well i'm not good enough yeah yeah right. like i'm not worthy enough like what you yeah. are worthy enough and if anybody ever made you feel that way bye i know 100 i agree um I kind of want to go back to what you were we kind of like veered off track but okay. what i was gonna ask was about the stigmatization of it all stigmatization right stigmatization. Stigmatization. i don't know i don't know i'm sorry i don't, I don't, know, I don't know. know english wasn't my first language anyway so don't worry <laughs> 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 um yeah so can we can we 
talk about that and like how you felt around all of that and like i know i i was doing some research and i was like reading up um i think i mentioned this when i sent you over that email but uh about how now like toronto has this like um policeless mental health kind of team that they're that they're kind of gonna bring out for people who are in crisis and like i think that's great but i feel like it's been so long you know like i wish this was implemented before and i feel like maybe it wasn't because of the stigmatization of it all so like how has the stigma around mental health affected you in your life <sighs> i know that's a loaded <laughs> question but i mean take your time okay well with the police wellness staff obviously you know i'm very vocal about it um that's actually why i started my page because i wanted people to know like so i'm a swimming teacher like i work with children and my hallucination sits on the pool deck with me. My clients all know. Mm-hmm. They've never once questioned their child's safety. Right. I watch these children overnight. I babysit them. They've never once questioned the child's children's safety. Nothing. Or your ability. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Because they know I would literally die for all of these children. Mm-hmm. Because like that's just what I would do. Like I'd never put them in harm's way. Mm-hmm. So it was just very alarming to see that people in my community were getting gunned down because they were calling for help Mm. because they had a diagnosis that wasn't spoken about because if it's not depression or anxiety we're scared shitless i I was gonna say that like those two are very much more common and talked about right but the moment you have anything so there's a mental health hierarchy that i'm trying to break anxiety schizophrenia they're all the same if they're not treated properly they all result in suicide right they all result in somebody that's schizophrenic questions their self-worth someone that's depressed question question their self-worth the voices in our head are the same voices that people with depression get sorry to trigger go kill yourself go die like yeah you're worthless the voices never tell us to command anybody but ourselves they they only want us to hurt us. But movies, because we got to make the big bucks, right. make it seem like my hallucination is telling me to hurt you and you. Mm-hmm. Mine doesn't even care that you guys are around. All they care about is me. <laughs> is you. They yeah. don't care about what's going on. None of that. So it's very upsetting to see that we've come this far. And last year, or no, yeah, sorry. Last year, we had six individuals in Ontario gunned down over a wellness check we had and i got to meet the children because i ran home for that protest ijaz charty the old 65 year old man yeah Mm -hmm. they were on the balcony and they shot him he was inside his house he had a butter knife you're telling me grown ass men can't take down a 65 year old man in a walker with a butter knife give me a break they were scared for their lives scared for what yeah he barricaded the door yeah no shit because he was petrified he's scared he doesn't want to hurt anybody but himself these individuals either they called or their families called where the officers got their lives are at risk for me i'm so mind blown i believe hollywood i don't know but there's a big stigma attached and i and and it's funny because a lot of my friends said that for years i used to post bellets talk day then i started my own swimming little side business on the side and then i stopped talking about it because i was so petrified i can't remember it was somebody in my family that said maybe you shouldn't speak about your hallucination because people Mm -hmm. are gonna get worried so i shut my mouth for about five years and then i came out and told everybody i have a hallucination 
Not one person flinched. They're like, do you want pepperoni or prosciutto <laughs> on the pizza? I was like, actually, like, they didn't. Yeah. Nobody flinched nothing because they were like, it does. You're not a harm. You're not a threat. Yeah. I also feel like the people who genuinely know you for you and like yeah, your heart. Change, like, like who you are. No. As a person, and and even know? though we don't know you like that, even like we said, seeing you on social media, seeing what you like love to do and the way you speak, I would never i would never be like scared of you i don't know like that's weird for me to even say out loud no but now let's say you are an officer you get a phone call saying 28 year old girl hallucination with a butter knife yeah (laughs) but then you see me and you're like yeah okay there was a girl in british columbia uh uh this was two years ago same thing the family called because she was actually a university student the family was here so they called out there saying can you please check on our daughter we're not here else we would right the girl looked identical to me you're telling me three of them couldn't nicely tell her put down the knife or Mm -hmm. something i've been in the psych ward i've seen little old women calm down big guys very big guys and aggressive big guys with their words it's mm-hmm. I, I i just feel like society in general like i don't i mean like it, whether it's in the police academy or whatever it's like they're not taking enough time to recognize a mental illness is an illness like mm-hmm. like you're ill and you're you're going through shit you know what i mean just like somebody else who's physically ill is ill and i just think that there's not enough recognition or like care towards people who have a mental illness i also I think. think she like you make a put hollywood is does it too i think it's it's everywhere like I, I keep mentioning movies because i'm a really big movie watcher and i see it all the time and it's just like people who don't have aren't educated on it that's automatically what they're gonna assume there's a movie on netflix i'm sorry netflix is shit talk you uh <laughs> words words on the bathroom wall okay i've never, I've never heard, heard of it okay people on instagram said to me hey can you watch the movie give me your honest opinion did you watch it yeah i watched it the mm-hmm. hell the, the guy took one pill and boom the voices were gone you know all of my friends messaged me they could give me a fucking break <laughs> we're one still on pill. trial 10 to find the fucking magic pill yeah yeah, yeah. it's all smoke and mirrors like it's all yeah and, unrealistic yeah and then and then like i've had people say to me like wait like you drive a car like you do this you do that i'm like yeah yeah like i operate in society yeah and <laughs> And that's the thing, too. It's like when you hear like this person has a hallucination or this person is schizophrenic or whatever the case may be. It's like the only person that the only thing that defines them is is that that mental illness. You know what I mean? Like they can't do anything else. So I think it's great that you're educating people on that. Like you're sitting here like you're just you know what I mean? Like we're all the same in that sense. Yeah. Like we all have a voice inside of our head that sometimes tells us we're awful Mm -hmm. and sometimes that voice tells us we're good right like when i'm in a good mood my hallucination and i will vibe when we're not in a good mood we won't vibe but that's even with anybody's intrusive thoughts right same thing intrusive thoughts tell you you're this this that instead of it being a thought i just have a person Mm -hmm. right that tells me yeah no no that that's a good depiction of like (laughs) no that makes sense um one thing I want to ask too about this is have you kind of ever thought, I'm sorry if this is triggering also, but if 
if have you ever thought like if you were in like a, a crisis and like somebody needed to call like the mental health line or like that mental health team that Toronto's recruiting, how would you want that handled? Do you have like a plan set in place for that if that were to ever happen? Yes, I told my family, you're fucking nuts. Get your ass here and figure it out yourselves. Absolutely, absolutely not. I still don't. I still, I don't feel quite comfortable. Listen, I mean, it's nice because they did collab, and I say collaborate. So the Toronto Police collaborated with the Gernstein House, which is okay. actually a group home that I was at. Mm, so okay. I, so that gave me a hoof relief because I know they're going to get educated by very... Credible. But, yes, yeah. and they're good people. Mm -hmm. They actually genuinely give a crap, so I'm not concerned about that, but... Mm, it's only a year you know what i mean like mm. yeah you still need to like there's trust issues there so yes yeah yes like um i'm gonna disclose this because i don't mind actually a few weeks ago i had a full full meltdown i had a okay. full uh meltdown and i can't remember what what it was about but i had a full meltdown i, I did get into like a bit of an episode and my dad was like like i he was like, I need you to come down because I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not going to call the police. And I was like, no, you're not. Get your ass down here right now and figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because if he was anywhere else, he would have had to call the mm -hmm. cops. Right. And chances are, because of how into my episode I was, it probably would have ended, again, not saying I would have attacked an officer because I've never attacked one. Right. But if you're going to put restraint on me and not yes. let me know, yeah, like, you're going to feel attacked. Like, just on the go, like, aggressiveness, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm talking to my hallucination. If you think I notice you're in the room, yeah, yeah. you're, you're more batshit crazy than me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't see you. I don't hear you. So if you're going to come up and touch me or something, let me know. Right. Hey, I'm officer blah, blah, blah. I'm here. Like, your job is to take me to the psych ward. You are an Uber. Mm -hmm. Take right. me to McDonald's if you want to feed me on the way. That's fine. You're an Uber. Your job is not to take me to the morgue. It's to take me to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Do not confuse the great... two. No, yeah. That, yeah, no, 100%. I get it. Um, take me to McDonald's and the psych ward. Not to the morgue. <laughs> more than to the ground mm -hmm. right i'm okay no 100 because then you're gonna feel like you're gonna feel attacked you know what i mean not to be rude but and again trigger warning and i add like humor to this i called you to save my life so if you're gonna kill me stay home i'll do it myself right mm. no Please, stay no. stay home and don't traumatize my parents because there were several people that got shot in front of their loved ones during no, a wellness so, check that's crazy that's so scary to even think about like imagine seeing that your daughter or your dad or your mom like you're calling it, them for help too you're calling you them for help. Ca you called so your son can get help and they shoot your son in the front foyer the hell's wrong with you that gives me chills to be honest yeah, that's, that's super yeah that's crazy i mean thanks for sharing yeah sorry that. to go down no. that dark no path. no oh my god no thanks i think people need to people need to, need hear, to that. hear that you know what i mean if there was no stigma and I don't mean the stigma as in crazy. It's the fact that we're dangerous. The fact that we're dangerous is the problem. Because when you hear schizophrenic, you hear bipolar, schizoaffective, you hear anything that's not anxiety or depression, automatically you're like, oh, 
my guards up right be safety, careful yeah be careful yes. safety this that it's like people will think they need to like walk on eggshells yeah. yes <laughs> it's like, and that must make again i don't know if you've encountered many people like this but that must make you feel uncomfortable if you sense someone's like tiptoeing around mm. you you know a hundred percent i'm so blunt that now my friends will like send me a text and they're like are you coming i'm like yeah we're on our way they're like who's we i'm like my hallucination and i like, what oh, do you, think? you fucking savage <laughs> so yeah like i just now add like i'm very upfront about it because i want people to know hey if you think this put together girl is put together wait a second mm -hmm. she has a hallucination maybe then the next time you see somebody with a hallucination you won't think like yes. oh they're like insane. Yeah. yeah yeah and also we live in Toronto. We see a lot of homeless people screaming. Guess what? They're not screaming at you. They're screaming at their hallucination to leave them alone. Right. So don't ever get it twisted. Have a little empathy. Exactly. Yeah. Have empathy because that individual is struggling so hard and is so petrified for their life mm -hmm. that they don't need the whole world judging them and looking at and them. And they have nowhere to go, too. They're on the street. So. And they have nowhere to go. Yeah. And it's safer to be on the street than in most shelters. Yeah. Significantly. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. No, I 100% agree. And I've always thought that way, too. Like, I've always thought, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, growing up you see those movies and you think those things even i would think those things like i, I was like, scared shitless yeah to go on the psych when i 14 i was like oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die no that's that's actually really informative i wouldn't i still to this day i, I don't know what i would think when when i hear psych words so that's really informative I, to yeah, know it's like a yeah. hospital dorm room it's merge. like <laughs> i would say the k adolescent word is 14 to 21 honestly that is like a dorm room the adult word is a little bit different uh, because it's 21 to whatever. So mm -hmm. they do have a lot of people with Alzheimer's mm -hmm. in there as well because they because I guess they're waiting to go into an old age home. And and since the psych ward's locked on both ends and you can't get in and out unless you're buzzed, it's like the old age home for, I guess, that. Mm -hmm. So it's so we have people that are all different walks of life. And to be honest with you, I've met the coolest coolest people with the biggest hearts just because they have something that's not quote-unquote normal mm -hmm. they're looked at as not normal yeah <laughs> just yeah. not normal yeah. yeah no i've seen i've seen people in there with depression who haven't showered in two weeks and you know what that unfortunately is a normal part of depression that's right. not spoken about right mm -hmm. There's people with anxiety that haven't left their house, that won't leave the psych ward because they're petrified. Yeah. We don't talk about that symptom and anxiety. No. We talk, we don't talk about suicide, but we're upset when somebody dies. Yeah. That's how? That's very true. And that's the thing that I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're trying to do with your platform is kind of let people know these symptoms or things that people are going through to be a little bit more empathetic towards them whether it's a homeless person on the street or somebody who has anxiety like when i think of anxiety personally i think of people who just like have i don't know those like physical symptoms like i can't breathe or like i'm hyperventilating i don't think of people who are literally afraid to leave their yeah, house or like yeah. open a door you know i haven't met someone like that yet so and there's a lot of those people out there too that we need to be empathetic towards right yeah, it's just we need to remember that everybody has their own normal. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. And it's going to sound so weird to say, but oh. it's okay to be suicidal. It's okay. It doesn't make you uh, like there, there's nothing wrong with you. 
you're suicidal. You have to talk about it. Yeah. And if people don't allow you to talk about it, then you have to change your support group mm -hmm. because you should never be ashamed to tell someone, listen, I don't feel safe. Can we talk? Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I give my family credit for. It took us years because, again, anyone that's listening, if a loved one tells you they are suicidal, it's just as hard for them to articulate those words as it is for you to stomach. Mm -hmm. So oh. instead of saying, don't be silly, don't be ridiculous, that's not what you say because remember, I know it's, I can't imagine how hard it is for a loved one to hear their other loved one say, I want to die. I'm not discrediting that. I'm sure it's so painful. Right. But imagine how painful it is for that person to tell you. To say yeah. it. So you have to stomach it and then after cry your eyes out. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm not going to lie. There were nights where I heard my dad cry. I, what parent wouldn't cry knowing their kids going through this? Mm -hmm. But he, but he never. At the beginning, it was don't be ridiculous, this, that. But then in the end, he started, he started to validate it. Right. And then he would go off and he would get emotional because he didn't want me to see him get emotional because when he would cry, he'd be like, hey, I'm not going to upset my dad. Because Even I, more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just be strong for you too, right? Yes. And I know it sucks that we have to say they have to be strong for us, but we have to be strong enough to tell you. You have to be strong enough to stomach it. Yes. So that way we can be honest and say, yes. listen, I'm not feeling safe and all that stuff. It's a mutual oh, yeah. thing. And you and your dad have obviously like grown together in your journey, right? Years of family therapy, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's really sweet though, that you guys have been able to grow to this place that you're at right now. Yeah. Like, um, I want to, okay, ask us, uh, sorry, I know we're like running, but I want to ask you two more, I, it's fine. <laughs> I want to ask you two more things. The first thing, um, oh yeah. Okay. So the whole social media aspect, um, we like talk a, a lot about that on the podcast. Like, how we like love and we hate social media at the same time you're again one of the reasons why like we love social media because you can come on there and really be authentic and real and like i just feel like you? it's no. i just feel like it's a sea of just like bad people sometimes mm -hmm. very like especially in these last few years all the divisiveness i've seen online is pathetic and sad and all the the judgmental fucks out there i'm sorry like i just don't agree also just these trends that are happening i just like i can't fathom anymore did you guys trends see me like do the that girl trend where like like i changed it up and i did like the mental health edition okay that's exactly what's going to clean girl that girl like did you see what i did i didn't see it i didn't see it <laughs> so i did that girl but i did that girl where i said she sleeps in at 11 30 she goes to therapy has mm -hmm. mental breakdowns sometimes doesn't cook doesn't make her bed like i showed the other side of that girl because i want people to see it's that not girl. always wrote. Yeah, dude, it's so true. And when you see that girl on TikTok, it's always I wake up at the crack of four thirty a.m., make my breakfast, and work and out my work. avocado's perfect. Yeah, I'm like, like, yo, Uber eats that avocado. Yeah. I can't make it look that good, please. And I'm not hating on anybody who does that. Like, <laughs> no, I'm no, not. nor am I. You, that's talent. No, that is. Or even like you know that girl. Like, I only put like blush and mess. Like, it's fine. Like, do what you have to do. But I feel like that's something that you shouldn't be hammering on people because that's not reality. Agreed. So, like i don't know no but like that and i agree and that's what i was alluding to like you'll post stories and you're like did you make your bed this morning yes no and it's totally okay if you didn't and i'm like yeah. that means I, 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 I didn't make my bed, bed. and <laughs> I, and like I and i watch these other people's stories and tiktoks and i'm like how like i i'm like going through it today like i'm really in a run i'm i'm having a i don't know like i'm having a bad day and like people like you make me really actually make me feel better so i guess my question is like how did you get to that point because i 
for me would be really hard for me to show my bad days because you show your good days and like you're very motivational but you do show your bad days mm-hmm. like if, if you're crying or you're upset oh, or yeah. you had a bad session with uh, your therapist i guess yeah, yeah, and, it, yeah. and it's like how did you get there because yeah. that's that's really brave how to did be you honest. learn not to give a fuck basically <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> well <oof. laughs> honestly it t- honestly it took me a lot of years to not give a fuck because i realized I think when my hallucination I first met, I think we realized, and we'll get into our relationship. Okay. I, I think we realized that I'm not fucking normal, quote unquote. So at this point, who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. Be you. And it's funny because when I showed people that I was crying and everything, I know a lot of time members were like, oh, you shouldn't be posting that, whatever, judging all that stuff. Everybody was like, oh my God, she cries. We cry. Yeah. This is a real emotion. It's not this cookie cutter, perfect life. Like she has really bad days. I posted going to Easter. I put, I'm so triggered to see my family. And everybody <laughs> commented saying, I feel the same way, but I'm yeah. too scared to talk about it. Right. Listen, picture perfect family or not. We're all triggered by our mothers, by our fathers, by our nonas, our nonos. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has something to say about my hair color, my yeah. eye color, this, that. <laughs> my skirt's too short. My skirt's too long. So Can- true. You can't please nobody. Yeah. Right. Holy shit. So you <laughs> know what? I learned. I literally learned a long time ago. This is my normal. You accept it. You don't accept it. This is the real me. And... Other people have to know that it's okay to be vulnerable. Telling your boss, listen, like that really upset me. That's okay because it's okay to communicate and be honest and authentic about who you are. And I feel like Mm. everyone's so afraid of, oh my God, what if they see my bed not made? If they see your bed not made, that that shows you're a normal quote unquote person. Nobody has their house photographic ready. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I will post videos of me waking up with my laundry still on my couch because, hey, a good song came on. I want to dance. I want to share with everybody. Yeah, there's laundry in the back. Who cares? Yeah. I'm not Jennifer Lopez. I love her, but I don't got people in my, like, fold them. No, no, I don't care. Aesthetics or not. Like, it is what it no, is. That's so true. That's, that's so, so true. true. And I just want to thank you for doing that because, like, there's a, you obviously know this because you've gotten so many messages about it, but there's a lot of people that resonate, including me. Like, it honestly, like, I, I strive to have that bravery of just, like, being more authentically me. And I've said this on the podcast before that that's, like, what I'm working towards. So thank you. No, just <laughs> listen. The best thing I can say is when you show who you truly are, we love it. Mm-hmm. We lo- like oh, the world loves people being who they who they really truly are. are. Because when you're who you are, you're a happy person. A hundred percent, and you attract more. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. that's. I feel like also that's what this podcast has does. Like it has done for me. Like I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm like talking about myself. <laughs> it's it's like me being able to like talk I, I know people are watching it but because it's just like us in here i feel like i have like a voice and i was always very shy and like timid and never really wanted to say my opinion because well, I, I, our first episode we redid i think four times because we didn't like the way we sounded or oh you can't say that you can't say that like when on the podcast remember our very first me pachentos yeah four times we recorded it because we were scared about what people would say. Being politically correct. Yes. Now I don't, That's I not, actually don't give it like a shit. Well, you want to know what's so funny is I'm mental health advocate. I throw the word 
crazy mm. loony bin all this stuff and people are like oh my god isn't that bad to say nah i am crazy yeah. mm-hmm. i've owned it i put the hot in psychotic i'm okay with it <laughs> i'm okay i don't mind i don't mind yes. like you gotta learn to laugh mm-hmm. because life's too short you got to laugh i yeah. agree Thank you for that, by no the way. Problem. Keep in, keep inspiring because it really does help me when I wake up and I see your stories, you're running or you're like making your bed. I really love it. I so definitely that. make your bed every morning. You would be surprised how much it helps. You know what? You're right. Yeah, because I've been reading. Too, it does help. I've yeah. been reading Atomic Habits. Have you heard? Have you, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it just talks about how like even like the smallest shit, like making your bed, like I don't even know, whatever it is, making your bed, reading like a chapter of a book every single day. Those like habitual routines like really make a difference long term, right? I just, yes, it's making your bed was big in the psych ward because mm. it was like your room i mean now we all live on our own but like back when we lived at our parents i still have okay okay your room is your area no yeah for so sure. when you come back from a hectic chaotic day and your environment's hectic and chaotic that puts more stress on you but it's if you right come now. back from a crazy ass day and your room is spotless you're like oh yeah. My environment's in order. My life's chaotic, but my environment's in order. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel more like peaceful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Reminds me to clean my room because there's clothes like everywhere <laughs> right now. It's it's. We're gonna get home. And be like a tornado. She's right. Um. Okay. The last thing I want to touch on, if if you can, can you just because we've been talking about um how you're a mental health advocate, and I want to you know kind of get into your relationship with your hallucination in terms of like like you said like when you're driving or like when you're doing things is We're there any, is, is there anything you can like tell us about that yes okay so i will okay so i so i'll never release like the gender or right, the of course. age or whatever just because i'm not comfortable enough and we've both agreed that the identity of the hallucination will Personal. stay a name yeah yes yeah, not a secret i mean my psychiatrist knows obviously and everybody that was admitted with me in rehab obviously knows but I try and keep that part kind of thing. But we are, I would say, now we're best friends. And I say best friends loosely, but we do... we do definitely communicate with each other every day. And sometimes we ask each other if we're going to do this or not. We tend to make a lot of decisions together, especially when it comes to the treatment plan. Okay. Um, I allow my hallucination to have a voice, and we've allowed it to have a voice as well because it is an atypical um, uh, symptom. Symptom. Right. My, my hallucination has told uh, my doctors that if we try and get rid of it, it will cause death, like it will try and physically end my life. Mm-hmm. And because it's because it has a lot of power over me, I've agreed that we're going to stay friends. It's safer that way. Also, the other things that they would have made me do were possibly invasive. Like, I mean, no judgment, but I don't want to go under electric shock therapy or any of that. Okay. I mean, I did, and I don't want to, like, I just, I want to stay Doesn't away from you. the brain. Just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So we're learning now to coexist with each other. So when we drive, it sits either in the passenger seat or the back seat or wherever my friends are. It'll, like, move. When I'm swimming, it stays on the pool deck. So we've learned now that if we're going to coexist in, in, each, in each other's lives, we really have to work together. Yes. And, okay. Yeah. Wow, so it's um, a learning yes, experience as you yes, go. Yes, yes. Yes. I definitely say it's my best friend and I say it in a joke, but really we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. So, I mean, we kind of, we kind of have become best friends in a right. sense. No, that makes sense. And it's just like, 
it, it's so like almost i want to ask if it's comforting i know that's like weird uh, that might be weird to ask but like is it comforting almost always having someone with you is it comforting um i know it's a bit of a weird question but no 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 um possibly you know what i'm never i'm never alone that's what i mean so so that's really nice i mean i haven't had peace in quite in nine years so i don't really know what that's so i guess there's a flip side too where you're like you're never truly alone yeah but it's nice because i'll be super transparent sometimes when i'm really down in the gutters we'll chit chat Mm -hmm. and i know it sounds weird to say because Mm -mm. the hallucination will sometimes tell me to hurt myself and do Mm -hmm. dumb things to myself and i always to make yourself feel better in that instance yes and i command it to know we've been down that path before we know it's not gonna work like no so we have that kind of relationship Mm -hmm. too as well but yeah we're never i'm never alone um, it definitely is um, a very conversation to have when you're going to, like, when you date anybody. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good point. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those are, those are, honestly, surprisingly, every boyfriend I've had, God bless, has been very cool about this because. That's great. Because they don't know until, like, later on. And they're like, nah, you're fucking with me. I'm like, nah, I'm- <laughs> I'm being dead ass. I'm being serious. You got them in already. They already like you. Yeah, so they're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You're like, by the way. By the way, just so you're aware. There's two of us here. <laughs> There's two of us. So both of us need flowers. Right. <laughs> Double of everything, please. Yeah, literally. That's great. That's oh my, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate oh, that. I know that that's, so that's something that could be like really personal to you. So I appreciate it. But No, I had, honestly, I'm glad I did this because I want people to know like, you're normal. Mm-hmm. I'm normal. We're all normal. We all have something. And it's okay. But the most important thing is that you never give up on yourself. And, like, there's days where, like, trigger warning. There's days where I'm like, that's it. I'm done. And then I'm like, no, no. I'm not done. Today's going to be a hard day. Tomorrow tomorrow will be a hard day. But next week I'll see the light. Mm-hmm. And then when I do see the light, I'm like, why did I ever think I was not gonna make it to tomorrow and you know what i think that that's really relatable Uh, again like a lot of people don't say that that they wake up and they think like not today like i can't go on anymore Mm -hmm. but i think it's really relatable personally yeah um okay i don't i know we've been here for so long i'm so sorry i know i said it was gonna be like 30 to 40 minutes (laughs) but i appreciate everything i don't know if you have any last question question what on the email remember we got like an um an anon question oh someone asked yeah, I don't have the email on my phone. Do you want to go on our email quickly? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. maybe you can ha- you can um, put your like. Okay, so we have opinion. this form, like this form in our like um, link in bio thing, and somebody and some people sent in um, a question, and I think yeah, you ask. could help answering it. Let's ask, see. Ask. Where is it? Also, sorry that we took so long. No, right it's not your no. Please. I just kept going on and on and asking questions. Okay. Uh, okay, I guess this is, this is relevant. Okay, yeah, I mean, too. let's just throw in the question in here. Why not? Okay, toss it so in. So <laughs> this person will keep uh, yeah, the keep person it. anonymous. Um, how do you overcome or combat physical and or mental insecurities? Fuck. Okay. I'm still working on yeah, the physical too. insecurities. I'll be yeah. transparent since we've all been keeping it chento today. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, I love I, it. <laughs> I have a overthinking problem. I, like, I, I'm not going to self-diagnose myself, obviously, but I am very, very in my head a lot about situations. So I think my biggest insecurity is I overthink every single thing that happens, whether it's the way someone speaks to me, their tone is different, they 
don't want to, I don't know, just anything I overthink. So I think how I'm trying to combat my, I guess it's a mental insecurity. Um, it's just like, like what you said, know my worth. And I feel like that's so broad to say. But if you practice self-love and practice treating yourself and loving yourself and caring for yourself, you're not going to really focus so much on what people think about you and focus your attention so much on... My phone's ringing. It's mine to know. Aw. I'll just... I'll call him back later. <laughs> no call him. Is he okay? No, he's fine. He, he FaceTimes me during the day. Oh, what a babe. Yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> what a babe. But anyways, I feel like if you just focus on yourself, you you won't need to like project your insecurities on other people, vice versa. So I've been just practicing self-love. I guess that's how I overcome my mm-hmm. mental and physical. How about you? Um, I don't know. I didn't have time to really think about this. We well, it's on the spot. <laughs> um, okay, I guess... I have like a fear of failure, like really, really bad. Like I really just think like I'm always going to fail at something if it's not perfect. Um, I'm still trying to overcome that, honestly. Like I don't really have an answer for how I combat my mental insecurities. Right now, it's kind of like fake it till I make it. And I know that that's not probably. None. Actually, funny you say that. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. The two therapy skills that we the two therapies that I use in DPT is facts versus feelings, which mm-hmm. works for everything that goes on. Yeah. So facts versus feelings and fake it till you make it. Really? Yes. Fake so it till I'm, you- I'm on the road. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I have a question. Sorry. Facts versus feelings. Sometimes I do this in my notes. So I'll like what when I'm overthinking, I'll write out like my feelings and I'll write out the facts of why I'm overthinking it. So is it if like your facts overcome like is it like so pros and cons kind of like weigh it out yeah so so example like i'll give something like very like general like something happens something happens we're all out at a nightclub a girl says something to you feeling so it's your best friend the entire world she says something to you and you think oh my god she's mad at me this Mm -hmm. this that no 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 that's a feeling that's a feeling that you think she's mad at you. That's a feeling that you think this of yourself. That's a feeling. The fact is, she probably didn't notice that she even spoke that way. Okay, got so, it. So, or example, something really deep with it with therapy is, I'm feeling worthless. Mm-hmm. But that's not a fact. That's a feeling. Mm-hmm. Because the fact is, you're loved. Mm-hmm. The fact is, you're worthy. But you're feeling got it like um so it's like separating the two and yes. not combining them together yes. and like making They're it completely two separate hurry. things yes, got it. exactly fat so feelings are not facts how you feel is not a fact mm-hmm. at all that's super interesting and I- it's and we tend to combine feelings and facts together so i feel this way therefore it's a fact Nah, bro, you feel a lot of things. I mean, it's a fact at all. It's yeah. how you feel. But if we internalize the feelings, then we believe that it's facts. Yes. So we have to take a step back and communicate. Mm-hmm. The key thing is right. to communicate, even within yourself. Communicate and be like, wait a second. Is this a fact or am I feeling this way? Chances are I'm feeling this way. The fake it till you make it, that one's a little bit harder. So in therapy, what they make us do all the time, especially in the psych ward is every day you wake up you make your Mm -hmm. bed you eat do all this stuff so you fake it till you make it because eventually one day it becomes such a routine that you don't have to fake it because you've made it you do make your bed you do radically accept you do height like you do take care of your hygiene you do this you do that so yes you're faking it for two months and yes it's the shittiest part 
the short term is going to suck, but mm. the long term goal is so much worth it. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting that you say that because that's literally what I do. It's like I, I kind of do both. I feel like like I'll feel like I'm a failure at something or whatever it could be at work. It could be whatever it is. Right. And I'll be like, I'm such a fucking like a failure. Like I fa- I can't like see this through. And then I'll kind of talk to myself like in my car or like in the shower or something. I'll talk to myself mm-hmm. and like kind of lay out the things that like I have done that could be considered successful, which I guess is the facts versus feelings. Right. Yes. And then also I'll pretend like I'm already successful and where I want to be eventually, which I guess is the fake until you make it. So we're already implementing that, like, this. That <laughs> really helped me, honestly, because also I feel like when I internalize, I project on other people. Yes. And I create conflict that's not there. Yes. And then it just, yes. it makes me look really bad. Yes, yes, yes. Because we're too afraid to say, hey, did I upset you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we're too afraid to hear, yes, we did upset you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time when you say, did I upset you? They're like, nah, bro, what? what but we don't say that we do something else and then it causes boom big mm-hmm. argument right a over blow up. over somebody flinching to the right and not the left yeah just because that day we were more vulnerable yeah. so we took whatever was being said to us and we internalized it but but if that was said to us on a day where we weren't vulnerable, chances are it wouldn't fun. affect us yeah. that way. I yeah. feel like me and friends do that to each other a lot. A lot. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> feelings are based on vulnerability. And feelings is beautiful. Vulner- being vulnerable is beautiful. But that's emotion mind. When we get into wise mind, which is wise mind, facts, okay. and most of us are an emotion mind. If we get into wise mind, which is being rational and understanding, you know what? Maybe take a step back and really look at the whole picture because in 10 minutes when I take a step back and look at the whole picture, the picture's a lot more happier yeah. mm-hmm. now that my emotions have Calm kind down. of calmed yeah. down. No, that makes that a lot of really sense. Helps. Wow, that was like a mini therapy session itself for I us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Um, I hope that answered the question that that person I hope so too, yes. I think it, I think it was really good. I think it, you answered it better than we could have <laughs> yeah. if, we, if you weren't here. So... Um, thank you again for coming on. I had so much fun. Yeah, that was really so, great. Maybe you can come on again. We'll get people to like ask questions and like yes. one day you can come back because I think it, it's been great. And like, we've gone for an hour, which is like great. <laughs> like I didn't even realize all this yeah. time went by. And, uh, like I said, I hope you don't have any plans. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I would love to come on next time and we could do like a live Q&A. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? That's, that's so funny because today he was telling me, he's like, did you know that there's Bluetooth on here and you could have callers call in? Like you guys have never done that. I I'm like, know, we, should, know we that. should definitely, I feel like that'd be very cool. Oh my God. I'm down we'll get people to ask questions okay anyways thank you guys for watching thank you mary for coming on is there anything like last things that you want to say plug your instagram where people can follow you and your mental health advocacy oh yes yes follow me on life with the hallucination you'll find me on instagram and on tiktok too but i'm not that active on tiktok (laughs) honestly the only advice i can say to everybody out there listening and watching is you will get to your finish line you might not get to it today or tomorrow or your friends might have got there already it doesn't matter you will get there it might take a while who the fuck cares it's so worth it just keep on going trust me i love, love that it. thank you i need right, to guys. hear that today too uh thanks for listening or watching and we'll catch you next time yay bye <laughs>